Hey, today on Jesus, Sex, and Politics, we've got an author in the studio with us. His name is Paul R. Hevesy. He's a local author, but he's also a grassroots political activist doing amazing things in our state uh, and for our nation. He comes in to talk about what it means to be a warrior in the kingdom of heaven and how his book, Operation Redemption, will inspire you to enter the spiritual battle and see the victories that God wants to give you on a daily basis. You're not going to want to miss it here on Jesus, Sex, and Politics. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all of your friends. We're speaking truth and we're doing it boldly. Here we go. Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. Boy, it's going to scare you today because we have an author in the studio. His, his name's Paul Hevesy. Paul, welcome. You, Paul. Hey, it's good to be here, guys. This and is awesome. You're an author, uh, newly formed author. Oh, man. <laughs> like, is there a, is your there baby a author? Is, is there, there a, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote your first book. Yeah. I got absolutely. it in my hands right here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to scare you because the cover itself just looks like, oh man, it's like, you know, it's like warfare, like Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings here, Nathan. Uh, You want to talk about Lord of the Rings? Oh my gosh. You have been using more Lord of the Rings (laughs) illustrations than I have of late. Lord of the Rings nerd alert, nerd alert. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But no, it's called Operation Redemption by Paul R. Hevesy. Uh, and Paul, we wanted to bring you in, talk about all things, uh, just kind of what this book entails, uh, where listeners can get a copy, but also then, you know, just kind of your journey. You've been on a pretty, yeah. you know, fun journey. So yeah, tell us, yeah. tell us how this came awesome. to be. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. It's great to be here. Yeah. So baby author, I'm going to take that. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I have, um, really no business writing a fiction book. <laughs> if we're being honest, uh, that's not going to help you sell books. Uh, I know. Uh, but, uh, that, I think it's going to be intriguing. That's why people are going to buy it. But I, you know, I'd started and stopped a bunch of books over the years, you know, and so I've spent most of, I spent 20 plus years in all kinds of sales and leadership positions with uh, big companies. And so I always thought I'd like, I'd write some leadership book or some coaching book or some how to be a great manager book. And I've started all of those and I may end up writing one of those one of these days, but I had this idea about five years ago for this book. And of course, all the things that, and I think that's probably my biggest message to anybody that asked is, you know, God put something on your heart. He's going to, he's going to make sure it's done. Mm. And, and this is a testament to that. So I had this idea probably five years ago Mm. and I thought, well, that's kind of a cool idea. Essentially the idea was uh, special forces, warrior angels sent on missions into the earthly realm. Wow. To make sure the creator's plans are fulfilled. Now, God, of course, is sovereign. So that's why I call it a fiction book. It's not like anything takes God by surprise. But the kind of fo- the foundational verse of the book is Psalm 9111, you know, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Yeah. So he does command his angels. So came from that idea. And really, the idea was God in, in human form is, is Jesus. And so uh, the, the idea was. The earthly realm, and I talk a lot about the earthly realm in this book. Here, in Earth, is fallen. It's it's um, uh, the, it's under the dominion of Lucifer and his demons. Mm. And so, when God, the Creator, becomes the created in the form of Jesus Christ, He's fully God and fully man. But He's also two week old. He's a newborn. He's six months. He's learning to crawl and walk and all those mm-hmm. things and vulnerable. So that was the idea of the book. Hey, during that time before he he has full com- command of all of his capabilities to command the winds and the seas, he needs some protection from some pretty serious special forces angels. So that's where the idea came from. Super cool. Yeah. I love that. And it actually reminds me of a book that Mike and I just recently read. Oh, yeah. Called The Unseen, Unseen Realm mm. by Dr. Michael Heiser. Have you yeah. ever read that? I haven't. It's cool. I think I think uh, put it on your book list. Yeah, for it, sure. It uh, it's a really awesome thought about how who are the sons of God that the Bible talks mm-hmm. about. 
and it picks up it's it's a uh, psalm 82 psalm 82 yeah and so it talks about how god elohim is in the congregation of the gods elohims and and then he's given them basically authority over the nations but they go rogue mm. and they don't do what they're supposed to do and so he says you're going to die like men and really what jesus has come to do is to is to take this divine rebellion that happened and and you were the sons of god mm-hmm. you didn't do what was right but he is when we say like the the only begotten son what what this says is that that means the unique one that jesus is is the one that's altogether unique from them they didn't obey god he does perfectly obey God, mm-hmm. and then he unseats them. But uh, you know, principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world—that's these guys. And we overclassify angels, maybe, where he's saying there's a congregation of these authorities, mm-hmm. and then there's lower angels. And it's a fascinating yeah, book cool. that definitely was one that we were like, "Oh man, this is a cool concept," because gets like into first Enoch. I don't know if you ever read first Enoch, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was some concepts that have been at play that even take portions of scripture on spiritual warfare, like second Peter chapter two, like the book of Jude and say, some of these angels have already been judged for things that they have done, you know, wrongly. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to learn from the divine correction that happened to them. And that's why when uh, legion is, is confronted by Jesus, it says, have you come to torment us we know who you are son of mm-hmm. god are you come to torment us before the appointed time well they have seen some of their other fallen angels who have broken the boundaries that god has put in place who have seemingly according to jude have been have been thrown into the abyss before the appointed time yeah and they're like oh crap that could happen, uh, that could to, happen us. to us <laughs> we don't want that to happen don't, and yeah. they freak out every time that they see jesus but jesus has come on a mission yeah to like I, I really liked the part in the book that talked about when he went out in the wilderness. The wilderness was a place where where the devil lived, mm-hmm. right? And so when Jesus goes out in the wilderness, a lot of times we think, well, he was like fasting and kind of being alone, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, but now he comes out in the power of the Holy Spirit. He said he actually went into the des- into the wilderness to find the devil, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, who does he find? <laughs> he finds the devil because the devil lives in the wilderness. Yeah, And he uses that verse do you remember where it says that a demon was cast out of a man and it and it roamed in dry and arid places yeah. and it doesn't know where to go so it gets seven demons stronger than itself and it comes back and it and it in in and the the second place that guy was in now he's got eight demons where before he only had one yeah. and it's that idea of that's where they live yeah. you know but but Jesus is actually not on the defensive in the wilderness. Yeah, he's going on the offense. He goes yeah. on the offensive to do exactly what, you know, redemption is the whole plan. That's right. This almost sounds like, in some ways, it's got a little bit of Frank Peretti's it, This Present Darkness. Oh, yeah. There's definitely that stuff in there. And and I had the idea five years ago and talked myself out of it. You know, who I, I can't write a fiction book. Yeah. I, who, even if I did, who would edit it or who would publish it? And even if I got it published, I, can't, I wouldn't read it. So I just, I just kind of put it out of my mind and it kept coming back from time to time. And then, uh, you know, uh, I would say probably late 2019, early 2020 in like a 30 day period, three people in my life, guys like you, you know, it was actually at one of your campaign events. Okay. Someone comes up to me. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And he said, he was the second person that said, Hey, uh, you should write a book. <laughs> I said, you know, you're the second person that's mentioned that. I got, I, I've got this idea. What do you think? Oh, you should absolutely do it. That's amazing. And so then uh, uh, a week after that, the third person says the same thing. Hey, you should write this book. And I uh, finally, you know, some we always look for what is God, you know, what's God's will for me? What does he want me to do? And I, this is a perfect example of like, I didn't want to do it. Now, it's not, I'm not like uh, Jonah here you know, running from God. But the reality is he wanted me to do this. And I finally, I finally caught on. (laughs) I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll, I'll do it. And so I just committed to, you know, 30 minutes a day. I said, okay, I'll do this for 30 minutes a day. Probably going to last about a week, maybe two. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Right. right? (laughs) And then uh, about a year in, I thought, holy smokes, this is like a, it's kind of like a real thing here. 
And wow. so, you know, then, then you got to f- overcome all those things that come back, which is, oh man, if I finish this, now I'm going to have to face all those things again. Who's going to edit it? Who yeah. I can't find a publisher. Yeah. How do I even do that? And so I sent it to two publishers. Once I got, I thought the manuscript was good. And one of them came back when less than 24 hours and said, Hey, we're really interested. So all the things that I was in this whole journey, all the things that I was concerned about, God took care of. That's awesome. You know, it kind of reminds me of John Bevere. Have you read John oh, yeah. Bevere at all? Do mm-hmm. you know him? He's good. But uh, he's just he's a great Bible teacher. But one of the things um, that happened to him was he he felt like the Lord t- telling him to read a book. He went to Purdue because he was an engineer uh, student, and they didn't have to take English because that's how bad he was at English. And and he goes there. He gets saved, and he's like terrible at English. And the Lord tells him to write a book. And he, he's like, I'm not going to write a book. I'm terrible at English. No. I, I, could, I, could, I could never do that. He Lord's says, write a book. And he says, no. Yeah. <laughs> and he has two ladies come up and they have the same word for him. And and it's yeah. almost like you're three people, and it yeah. was, and, and, it was and they said they it was pretty more it was a little bit more of a warning. It was a warning to, to him. him. And he said, yeah. if you do not write what mm. God has given you, come on, he will he will take it from you and give it to another. Mm. And and the, after the second woman says the exact same thing, he's like, oh shoot, yeah, you know? maybe I should do yeah. something and, here. and, and started that's to cool. do it. And yeah. so I think that's. You know, probably true. There's a lot of things living in God's people yeah. that they just get scared to act on because they they start thinking too far ahead. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. So thirty minutes a day, thirty minutes a day. So so I want people to hear this. It was literally, you know, you're you. It was it was looking at the elephant and saying, "How do I eat the elephant?" Right, right, yeah. and right. You're just like, okay, I'm just gonna take one bite at a time, yep. like you know, I, yep. I, and stop looking at the elephant and just look at that one little. Thing in front of you. It's such a simple concept, and everybody, I'm sure, listening is like, "Yeah, of course." And but that's exactly what was happening. I was thinking of all the things that could go wrong, all the obstacles that I would have to overcome, and it was all all of those obstacles uh, were. I, I didn't even have to worry about that yet because I didn't even have a book yet. It was like, why even worry about that? So, mm. so that yeah, thirty minutes a day. I always tell people, there's you can accomplish a lot. Yeah. Like 30 minutes, you know, whatever, 20 minutes, discipline. 10 minutes yeah. over, uh, over a long period of time. There's a, there's a lot can get done. Now I gave up, you know, I, I gave up a lot of stuff, you know, I don't watch yeah. TV. I don't watch sports, you yeah. know, cause I, I just really focused on this and yeah. I decided, Hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to give up some things. Mm-hmm. So, but it's been, it's been amazing. You know, I, I, uh, heard John Maxwell say that if you study anything for one hour a day, in five years, you're an expert on that subject. Yeah. yeah. You know? Wow. And you, you, I believe just, it. Just, just taking that, you know, we, we let so much time really slip through our fingers. Yep. That, that God could probably really redeem if we would just give it to him. Oh, so. absolutely. There's no doubt. And this is a perfect example of that. And, and it's funny because I, I never, I can't remember a time I sat down to write in those 30 minutes and didn't have anything to write. Huh. And that was from uh, an idea. And so that's a God thing too. So I, at every opportunity I try, I try to, I want to make sure that I give him all the credit, all the glory for it because he gave me the idea. Yeah. And even though I, you know, ignored it, he put people in my life to, to kind of snap me out of it. And then cool. he was faithful in the, then I said, okay, I'm going to take that step. I don't know what I'm doing. I still remember the first where I was in that first thirty minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I for the first time typed out the idea in three or four paragraphs, and then I spent the rest of the thirty minutes just titling out scenes. What would titles of scenes be mm-hmm. in this book? And then from then on, I just sat down. I'd take a title of that scene and I just start writing. And eventually, characters started to develop, and it just really That's simple cool. things like, oh man, I'm gonna st- I'm writing this character. What's this character's name? Well, I don't know. And then I'm thinking, oh man, I should probably really think about this because, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever name I come up with is going to stick through the whole book. And and I just thought about it for a minute. And I'm like, okay, I, uh, this is their name. And then for the <laughs> most part, that stuck, you know. And so there was, there's like no magic to it. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I got to the point where I'm like, wow, this is a real book. And so anyway, it's a, it's it's a really cool thing that is cool. to share with people because I, like I said, I've really, I mean, I guess you don't go to school to be a fiction writer. 
Yeah. You know, it's so when I say I don't really know what I'm doing, no one probably really does when they write their first book. But but you, you know, figure it out. Yeah, creativity, you know, God is the God of creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, and everything, it, just look at nature, yep. and he's hilarious. God has the greatest sense of humor oh, in the yeah. world and, 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 and majestic <laughs> at the same time. And and I, I think that whenever we do lean into those creative moments, those creative thoughts that he gives us, we're we're kind of like a chip off the old block. We're mm. we're becoming a little bit like him and mm. taking that and yeah. and moving with it. And I love the fact that you use the word steps. You know, I took a step. Yeah. And that's really thy word is a lamp unto my feet mm-hmm. and a light unto my path. How how far do you go with a step? Just yeah. one step. That's all I can see. Yeah. But you do the next step and the next step and the next step and pretty soon God's lighting you know, the way. Yeah. Well, and to your point, it's so good because I, I also realized that I was totally underselling God and what he can do through yeah. us, you know, like, oh, who's going to find a publisher? It's like, I, I, if, you know. Yeah, you think that's a problem? Hey, seriously? <laughs> like, that's what, you're, that's what you're worried about? I gave you Someone, an idea. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm the creative aspect. Yes. I want you to follow me, and then I'm going to abandon you at the yeah, end. Right, exactly. Well, I'm not <laughs> sure. Right. Well, well, that's a good point, Paul. And editor, I didn't really think about that. Right? <laughs> oh, so, man. Oh, crap. Uh, well, I should come to you for more often, Paul. Uh, exactly. So, I, you know. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of Job. Uh, like, when Job starts going to the Lord and, like, whining and complaining, the Lord's like, oh, really? Were you there when I made the horse? And were yeah, you there yeah. when I made the earth? Gird up there? thy loins, my son. Yeah, Answer it's me coming. like a man. Because it's coming. <laughs> I've, ha- I've heard enough. So, 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 a movie deal. Um, you know, I, I bring that up because I heard that, um, and I'm not sure if this is, this is true, but I was told a story. I never checked it out to, to be sure, but I heard that Steven Spielberg was interested in this present darkness, Mm. but he wanted to gut it of all the Jesus stuff. And, and, uh, Frank Peretti goes, no, I won't do it. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, you can't, you you can't gut it. And, uh, and then it, then it didn't get picked up, but he was totally enamored with the idea. And I mean, if yours is the same kind of concept, so cool. Steven Spielberg might want you to gut it with the Jesus (laughs) stuff. Well, (laughs) as long, as long as I get to act in it, cause you know, I'm a, I'm like a part-time actor. Did I tell you guys that? No, but you're going to pull like a Rocky Balboa sort of thing here with (laughs) Sylvester. Right. Writer, writer, director, and lead. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't have to have the lead, but I really think the, um, Bryant heating and air conditioning service guy role that I played. You can look it up on YouTube. Bryant what? heating and air service. Yeah. On YouTube. Um, like the, you, you were in a commercial two two thirty second spots, man. Yeah. I mean, how did really, that happen? really felt like that prepared me for uh, <laughs> what's coming next. Potentially. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have a lot of interests in life, you know, and I've, I've found over the last few years, I'm like, Hey, you know, life's pretty short. And so I, I remember I was actually with the the company I was with, I was shooting some internal video content and we actually hired a production company and they brought in a makeup artist and I put all the scripting together and I was actually in some of, well, not in all of them. My wife was like, you're in all of these videos, aren't you? I'm like, no, 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 not in all of them. Just like, you know, 80% of them. <laughs> anyway, uh, so long story short, the, uh, the makeup artist saw what I was doing in front of the camera, you know, which isn't, wasn't much, which, you know, reading the teleprompter and, you know, trying to not look too stoic. And she's like, Hey, you should, you know, companies are looking for this kind of stuff all the time. You should join a talent agency. I'm like, Oh no talent age. I mean, come on. And then I, I remember like a month or two later, I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I do that? So anyway, I joined a talent agency. I've gotten turned down. Pro- I've probably done 70 auditions. I've gotten two jobs, right? Wow. So it's not like I'm crushing it <laughs> as a part-time actor, but my claim to fame is Bryant heating and air service guy. And, uh, I have one line in each of the commercials. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube. One of them is all set. That's it. All yeah, set. That's awesome. So, you like, know, so the homeowner like, comes out, waves to me, and I'm like, all set. <laughs> wait, wait. Can you, was that the actual inflection it, of your voice? Uh, How did you do it? I, I can get it. Well, okay. we, you know, we shot it like 40 times okay. with all different kinds of, you know, good to go, all, all different kinds <laughs> of phrases. I think it was something like, all set. You know, kind of like oh, a, yeah. yeah, kind of like a, yeah. like an upbeat. It wasn't like, like a, 
All set? All set? No, like a no. question Did mark? You Who put a question mark that? on you this? You should trademark that, that phrase. Yeah. yeah. Right? All set. Yeah. All set.com. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, yeah. it could be it could be a thing. Anyway, so if it does, if Operation Redemption, and I've actually started on the second book. So there cool. is a, at least. I was going to ask so if there was another two, idea. There's at least two in the series, okay, I believe. I just want to, um, I want to do something here real quick, if you're cool with it. Okay, so I'm going to, so, so the listeners can, can get an idea of how epic this is. Oh. Can I can I read what is this back part of the book called? Yeah, that's just the back cover. Read the back cover, <laughs> man. Oh, is that, here's, and, is that, listen, if you don't read it with enough passion and and gusto, yeah. we're gonna have to Okay. We're, All right. Uh, are you gonna give us any epic music to go along? I think along so. Here we go. Earth has fallen and darkness has descended. The creator's gift of human free will has taken its natural course. Sin has broken fellowship between the creator and his most precious creation, and now evil forces reign over the earthly realm. Only the creator can fix what his creation has broken. From before he created all things, he knew this. He would send himself not as a majestic warrior king, but as a helpless, vulnerable, innocent baby. The creator becoming the created into the darkness of the earthly realm, surrounded by the evil, the mayhem, the randomness, and the cruelty enabled by human free will to fulfill his promise, his promise of redemption. So much could go wrong. How can the creator ensure his plans of human free will to work together to redeem the world? Angels, not just any angels, warrior angels created to ensure the most important humans in the epic story of redemption are protected on their journey behind enemy lines in the earthly realm. Failure is not an option. They will have both the forces of evil and human free will with which to contend. The creator has committed all necessary resources to complete their mission, but there is a catch. They must stay hidden, concealed, convert behind enemy lines. That was his first take. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it, you, uh, just one critique. When you, when you, when you, <laughs> no, that was awesome. When you mention the word redemption, it's got to be redemption. Oh, crap. I'll yeah, do it again okay. here. Yeah, okay. no, 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 it's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for that. And that's, yeah. that's not convert. That's covert. Covert. Yeah. It's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get to the last because I knew it was coming down. So it was yeah. uh, concealed <laughs> covert behind enemy lines, but unable to engage the enemy, a mission like no other, a mission to save the hey, world. Hey, for a first take. If I would have like, was, that was if I would have well just done. been a couple seconds like earlier, I would have gotten to a mission to save the save world. The and then, world. but I was like, oh, it's ending. I can't keep going. No, that's that's like, yeah, be anti-command. So. No, it's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, but that's it. That's the story, you know. That's they, awesome. Man. They, uh, it, and uh, you know, there's a few twists in it, which is good. And you know, what I like I about it so far. Tell I haven't me. read it yet, mm -hmm. dude. These chapters are like my short. type of chapters. Short. They are short, Let's man. Go. I'm like this. It makes me feel like I can accomplish <laughs> something. So like couple chapters like two pages long and i'm like oh this is great because yeah. i can read a chapter a day feel Boom. good about myself you crush like, it you can just crush it well i so, had, so actually, are yeah. you gonna actually are, are you have you given any thought to trying to put it into screenplay i have not i have not if someone's listening that just loves that kind of work i'd, I'd love to have that conversation hey, i'm just trying to figure out uh how to sell a few books you know what about, like, what about musical what about musical oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be in the musical mike just say it oh, you know, you don't i am here to charts. destroy you and take your free will <laughs> I, I love that idea though i love that why not right i mean i think that to me i've thought that's what's gotten me thinking i you know two years ago i would have never thought i'd have a a fiction book that i'd be sharing with you guys yeah. for example you know yeah. so somebody says well hey maybe this you turn this into a a, a, a series of uh, you know yeah. a, a tv series or a streaming series or whatever and i you know a couple of years ago i'd say are you are you insane yeah and i'm like well hey there's a book here i mean that's the stuff that's a good start well, that's a great start and you know you 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 i think that what you give god you know he can use mm. it, it's as so many times we just reserve it yeah you know you gave god a half hour a day yeah you know give give him a screenplay i have been on uh on many a movie on netflix that absolutely suck if they could get their movie made <laughs> i'm sure with good content led by the holy spirit you can get uh, your movie for made. sure right but, absolutely but then i gotta think nathan like who would help me with the screenplay who would get 
Yeah, I'm sure God has. Why a thought would about you that. start asking? <laughs> I know, that's, just write down the dog on screen. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, awesome. I just I, I tossed that up for you guys, but uh, yeah. So well, thank Mike you. is super connected. He's like the networking guy, you know, king over here. Oh he, he man. Knows. Well, we we I just we had a filmmaker on the the um, yeah yeah Mark and uh, Amber yeah, Archer. They're yeah, coming out with a doc. Yeah. They do documentaries. They've done yeah. the mind polluters and. Uh, and so fighting the fight within the schools and, and you know, they're, they're good. That's I mean, cool. yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually, like a, he's a genius. Yeah. On cameras. Yeah. They, uh, they're actually going to be in, um, I'm going to be on their next uh, documentary, um, uh, called, um, dysphoria. And they're, cool. gonna, they're talking about the trans movement and how destructive it is Amazing. to, uh, yeah. So that's, um, but like Heidi St. John is on it. Um, they've got some like amazing, like national speakers that are going to be on, on that as well cool. but he's good but yeah he would be someone i don't know if he's done screenplay stuff but he's certainly good at documentary so there you go mark if you're listening yeah connect with paul mark so, mark may know someone yeah there you go who that's may right. know someone yeah. who you know that's and that's how the world yeah works that's anyway, right. right no that's, that's exactly right, right. Yeah. well it's uh it's amazing what you're doing um and you know as we um you know maybe the jump into a, a little bit different of a topic yeah. here uh tell us about like kind of what you're going through personally because I didn't know this until you walked in here today, but you, mm -hmm. you said you got a, you've got life change, and you know you're fighting the battle uh, on many fronts, not just the spiritual warfare front. You're, you know, uh, in the natural realm with with work, but also, uh, you know, you're in the political realm too, and, mm -hmm. and specifically the school. So I'd love to hear about what's yeah. going on in kind of those. Yeah, those areas. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you know my my last few years is uh, probably just a good example of anybody that's looking around saying, "Hey, I, I want to do more. I feel like I need to." step into the arena a little bit more and you Micah helped me with that as well I remember us having conversations over the last you know years couple two three years ago like hey I, I want to do something I got to do something yeah and um so yeah so I've been doing some of that you know over the last few years just con connecting in the community been part of a community group uh, Fishers One that has done a really uh, tremendous work bringing uh, awareness to our community and what's going on in our schools and yeah. and what's not going on in our schools that should be like a rigorous focus on academics, <laughs> and in fact, what actually is going on in our schools uh, that rigorous be. rigorous focus on skin color, yes, and uh, <laughs> microaggressions and all kinds of things, all kinds of made up words, yeah. Yeah. really. That's I right. Mean, I actually call them micro whatevers because I, I don't want to. <laughs> You know, I don't want to give crazy. amplification to made-up words. But yeah. the point is, uh, Fisher's One has done a great job, uh, really, uh, not only building awareness, but now we're, you know, we're getting behind a, a group of school board, academically focused school board candidates, and that school board race is coming up here in November. And so I've been running communications for that group kind of behind the scenes for the last couple of years. And uh, it's been great. You yeah. guys, you guys have done a really good job out of all the parent groups in Hamilton County. I would say, just from an outside perspective, it you guys look really well organized. I think a lot of the parent groups that I've been talking with, because I'm involved in the Carmel and the Noblesville Westfield and and the Fishers one a little bit, and I think they look to Fishers one as sort of a model on kind of how to how to really engage the community because you guys have done a great job finding and recruiting good candidates, marketing, running people for school board that actually uh, sound good, look good, present well, but also have good principles and, and are, are strong ideologically. And so it's been, it's been good to watch awesome. that. And you guys, yeah. yeah, you guys are really killing it. So keep it up. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to see what happens in November because we got the, school board elections and you guys have four candidates that, you, that you're getting behind. Who are they? Yeah, there's, well, there's four candidates. Before I share that, I just want to make sure, you know, shout out to Diane Eaton. Yeah. So Diane is, this, Diane was on the school board a few years ago. I think her last stint was like 2014 and Diane didn't have to do anything. I mean, she was, you know, semi-retired and, and she tells the story as she's sitting on the back porch of her house, drinking a glass of wine, drinking a glass of wine, and just realizing, kind of reading some things, and realizing, man, that what is going on with our schools? And so she just raised her hand and said, "I'm going to do something about it." Didn't have to. I'm going to do something about it. And she's just been really the engine behind yeah. so much of this. Yes. Really, the thought leader, and she's actually now very passionate about. Uh, preparing these candidates to actually lead on the school board. That's good. So she's bringing people in 
that have been on school board before she's been on school board and she's i mean she's putting these candidates through which is school which is one of the biggest problems i would say good people have to overcome they're good people they have good ideas they have good principles good foundations in their moral uh ethos Mm -hmm. but they are um they don't know how to govern. Like right. they get on these boards, they get in elected office and they are so over their head yeah. in the procedures, the, the, even the, the communication forms, the wording, the yep. legalese. Yeah. Uh, and so they get on there and they just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they, then they just look to the person or persons who have been doing it the longest, which usually is the superintendent yeah. or someone that's a bureaucrat that's right. entrenched, into the, yeah, yeah. entrenched into the system. And they just said, well, they, they said legally I have to do this. And then, mm. so good training is, yep. is paramount. And I, I love to hear that that's happening. Yeah. Fisher's one. Diane's done an awesome job. Yeah. Out. So the school board members, there's four of them. And there's in, in the race, there are four up for election. Yeah. Seven total on the school board. There's four up in four districts. Okay, so I was going to say there's no at-large, so you have to be in a district. So one of these names you will see, if you live in Fishers, you will see one of these names on your ballot depending on where you live. That's exactly right. And yeah. and there's it's a nonpartisan ballot. Yeah. So people have to remember it's going to be on the very back page of the ballot. Mm-hmm. And if you vote straight ticket, you will not pick up any of these candidates. That's you right. have to specifically go and check the box yeah. for these candidates. We've been trying to change that. Uh, yes. I know down at the state house, we last couple of years, we've been trying to get legislation to um, to make these races partisan mm-hmm. and the school boards and the leftists that are entrenched in mm-hmm. the Indiana um, education system hate that concept oh, because yeah. they realize it will, it, most people in Indiana are Republican or at least like lean that way. If they have to choose between a Republican or a Democrat to sit on the school board, mm-hmm. they're never going to have any chance to get these uh, leftist ideologues, yep. um, these radicals on the board. But because it's nonpartisan, you have no information at all about these people on the school board. So what they're hoping is, is that the Republicans, conservatives, just the good down home, God and country valued Hoosiers, they'll get to the ballot. They'll get to that back page. They won't really know anything. They'll either go just, Oh, I'm going to vote for whatever name sounds cool. Right. Or I'm going to just go one, two, three, four or whatever. And then they do a great job of getting the smaller minority of people in Indiana, like the, like the teachers union people, Mm -hmm. the real radical leftists that are, that are entrenched in the teachers union movement. Um, they'll get them unified and they will go into the poll knowing exactly who to vote for. So even though they don't necessarily have the majority of, of voice in Indiana, just because it's unorganized and that most good people don't really do their research when they go into the polls, then they kind of, the, these leftists win these battles sort of by, almost by forfeit, if you will. Sure. And so yeah. that's, you're saying yeah. you're trying to change this. What are you actually doing to, to Well, so the legislature could come up with, with a law that makes every school board candidate have to uh, affiliate with a party or run as an independent. So it's the same way we do all of our other elections. So like we have a Republican and we have a Democrat. We might have an independent. We might have a libertarian. We might have... But you're going to have to get party approval first before you get on the ballot. So the Republicans, like Mario, we've had Mario, the chairman of yeah, Hamilton mm-hmm. County Republicans here and on the podcast. He's a good dude. He would mm-hmm. he would have to sign off on someone. He'd have to say, okay, Micah, you want to run for school board. You have to be a Republican in good standing to actually run on the ticket for the Republicans in this school board election. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a gatekeeper to make sure that there aren't these uh, fake, you know, squishy uh, rhinos that are getting on there that really aren't Republicans, but they know that in order to win a seat, they have to have an R in their name. So it's a check and balance. It's a good way to kind of, you know, make sure that, you know, if you're going to run on the R or on the D, the party leadership has a little bit of a say to say, well, you're not quite there. There's things you can do to get there where they won't even be able to say no. Like if you vote in two, two previous primaries, you can run, in good, you can run on a, as a Republican regardless of if Mario wants you to or not. You mm-hmm. just have to have two primary uh, votes um, in the past. So there's, but but again, has that bill been written? It has been, mm-hmm. but and it was it, we were trying to get it passed this past leg, this past legislative season, and uh, the the left fought it. The school boards went nuts. They were like, and which tells you if the school boards it's telling or the um, the unions, the school unions, mm-hmm. teachers unions, yeah. if they go if they go nuts, <clears throat> apoplectic. Yeah, they're very You're much onto something. 
you're very much onto something. So, <laughs> so if you're listening to this, reach out to your rep and your state senator. So your state rep and your state senator, mm-hmm. let them know, hey, we want to see that legislation rewritten uh, and pushed through this next session down at the state house to make sure that our school boards are are partisan. Now that sounds like, they'll be like, oh my gosh, keep politics out of school is what they say. That's what the teachers union yeah, says. Yeah. They have no intention. Keep of politics right. out of the school. All full well knowing, they're like, no, just keep that. Your yeah, politics. Our, our politics in school are fine. Exactly. It's the other. It's exactly. the other group we don't want to. End. And I, it's funny because to that point, I share. I tell people all the time. Religion is being taught in schools. Totally. Right. It's it's totally. Just, Secular it's just, humanism exactly. is a religion. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's it's, exactly And it's being right. taught in your schools. So yeah. if, you, if you're one of those that says, well, I just really don't, I want to keep religion out of the schools. Sorry. It's happening. I so was, then the question for the community is, which religion do you want to right. in schools? Yeah. And, and something scary, I was just, uh, I was just, uh, was asked to come down and speak at a class at IU a couple uh, nights ago. And mm-hmm. it was a, uh, it was a, a political science class and it was all on should faith and politics have any uh, uh, any cross pollination should there be intersection mm-hmm. in that right mm-hmm. and the whole class the whole class now it wasn't a huge class but the whole class was all left leaning mm-hmm. very much uh, liberal leftist ideology no faith should be mm-hmm. anywhere in in the public square and so I I made that I made I that, that that statement I said well guys you realize that even you you know, I would assume most of you are non-religious or athe- would identify mm-hmm. as atheism. Mm-hmm. You are religious. You have a faith. And they're like, no, we don't have faith. What? Well, there's no faith. I said, it takes faith to believe anything. Mm-hmm. When you when you put your belief in something, you now are exercising a form of religious faith. So true. And uh, they just, you know, they've been they've gotten the world to think, oh, we are the we're above religion. We don't really have a religion. No, you absolutely have a religion. You have a faith and, you know, and, or, you know, even if it's Darwin, you have a holiday, April fool's day. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good. That's a good one. So it was, it was good. I mean, and and I said, as you know, I said, honestly, you guys would probably really Darwinism is your, is your faith. And that's turned into scientism over the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. And and we now know many sacraments that are part of scientism. Yeah. Right. Masking is a, is a sacrament. That's right. Right. Getting vaccines. Yeah. It's getting the certain shots or that's part of the sacrament. Right. And if you want to be a part of that, religion you want to be part of scientism you better you know do your ritual that's right Mm -hmm. do your ritual get your jab (laughs) yeah it was it's amazing you know i asked him i said you know if you guys are darwinists and they all were i said then why does it matter if somebody who's stronger than you kills you and takes your stuff you know what i mean like right that's the world survival that's the the survival of the fittest yeah the strong the strong rule and the weak die Mm. I said, what's wrong with that? Right. And they obviously were like, well, that's not, that's not right. I said, oh, <laughs> by whose standards? Because your religion would say, if you go down to the principles of your religion, 100%. it is right. That's but right. The faith in Christ Jesus, my faith says it's wrong mm-hmm. because every human life has value and is sacred. And that's why we don't do that. You yeah. know, that's not, that's why we're not animals. Yeah. And so I said, if you want to just be consistent, I mean, if you're, if you're cool with worshiping at the altar of Darwinism, then don't be upset when somebody hurts you and takes your stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they were, (laughs) yeah, I bet. Or just go to the gym and be the strongest, be the strongest guy (laughs) on the block. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, there's a, there's actually a great book by Eric Metaxas. He just, um, it's probably a year, probably a year out maybe now it's called, um, is atheism dead? Okay. And he basically uses all the scientific findings of the last, call it 150 years, that not only do not disprove the existence of God, but actually prove mm. the existence of God. And um, it's actually a really fascinating read. And so the title is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, is atheism dead? Yeah, because you would, if you really are following the science, so one of, one of the big sections is around the Big Bang and actually how the Big Bang proves the existence of one minute nothing was created and the and next then minute spoken into existence everything yeah totally it's so it's, yeah. it's really really incredible um and, and a great read especially for that class yeah. which they'll probably never see yeah they you know what you know what's crazy is they they it, i was shocked at how uh how much they lacked critical thinking skills mm-hmm. Because yeah. we, we got, I was telling Nathan this yesterday, we got into the abortion topic and they were like, the, the church needs to stay out of the abortion policy debate. And, and I said, well, why? And they're, you know, well, because, you know, we believe that, you know, women should have the right to choose. And I said, choose what? And they're like, well, choose to, you know, their own reproductive health. And, 
And so I, I first of all, I said, well, how many of you guys are for vaccine mandates? Mm-hmm. And they were, they, most of them were. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what's the difference between that? Well, that's public health. And I was like, okay, 65 million babies have been murdered right. since Roe. And, you know, the virus, uh, the COVID virus is what? Are we hitting a million yet? Are we close to a million? I don't know. Well, once you peel you off know? all the qualifiers, I don't know. Yeah. I noticed that they, they took the counters off all of the media. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah because Biden's president. Yeah, now. yeah. We don't yeah. need to show how many people have yeah. died uh, so, at this point. But yeah. then but then we go into the argument of uh, abortion on, um, you know, it's, it's not a life until it's born. I said, okay. I'll, I'll humor you a little bit and just like go along with that. I said, but can we be consistent then please? Can, why would I go to jail if I, if I destroy an Eagle egg, you know, yeah. like why, why? Like I, let's just, it's not an Eagle. It's not a bald Eagle. I'm not like, let's just be consistent in our worldview mm-hmm. across all sectors. And they said, and one, one young lady, she kind of, she dead face. She was like, she couldn't understand like what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, that has the potential to be a bald eagle. Like, that's why we don't kill it. Hey, lady, are you listening to yourself? <laughs> and I was like, you what? Have, you don't even have to say anything after no, that. No, I didn't. I actually like just, drop I gave her, I gave her like this, like head tilt, like the, when the dogs kind of look at you, your dog looks at you and just kind of does like, what? what is going on? And then she realized, she realized what she had just said. And then she sort of, she was like, uh, she was like, well, but, Okay, I see where you're going with this, but but she said uh, bald eagles are endangered. Humans are not. Oh wow! And I was like, whoa! I oh, said that wow. that gets to an even like deeper, like darker. You should have brought up the windmills that kill 150 thousand birds of prey <laughs> yeah, every seriously. single year. Yeah, you should have brought that up. Uh, so anyway, but again, it's just to your point. That's that they have been taught that in the schools mm-hmm. because the radical leftists have in, have overtaken our schools all across this yep. nation. If you thought red, you know, conservative Indiana land was yeah. any different, you're wrong. And you've Fisher's one has done a great job of exposing that. Yeah, yeah. And we're we're seeing that. And and my our our reality. It's so easy to rage against what's happening in Washington D.C. and and on all that kind of stuff. My, my view, and one of the reasons I'm so connected into a local local community group like Fisher's one is. We've got a we've got a win. We'll win back our country at one school board, at one city council, yeah, yeah. one state legislature at a time. All politics are local. It's a hundred. Yeah. And we've and I'm I'm I, you know, I'm not blaming other people. This is me. I mean, I, I spent the last few years just raging against Washington and all the nonsense going on. And now I'm, after the last couple of years, here, my take is here's my take. You take your school board back. You make sure you reinforce your city council, your county council. You reinforce your, uh, you get a really good county prosecutor, yep. right? Then you make sure you get all the squishes out of the state legislature and you yep. get super majorities with people that know what they're doing. Yep. You get a really strong governor. You get a really strong attorney general. You get a really strong secretary of state to secure your election. Yep. And then you batten down the hashes, yep. right? And then and you, you mentioned to this to me about uh, the power that county sheriffs have. Yeah. That's right. Right. And most people don't know that. Yep. And I, I, uh, Yay, Dennis. Yes. We Dennis love, great. we love Dennis. And so I actually, I thought of him the other day and I thought, you know, cause there's a lot of stuff in the news lately about people rolling up the FBI, rolling up on people's houses. Yeah. And I actually thought the other day, I better get with Micah and get, Sheriff Quakenbush's uh, phone number, because if the feds roll up yeah. on my house for whatever yeah. reason, I'm going to call him. Yeah. I don't know if he can do anything. He can. He could actually. Uh, he could show up. What would What would really be awesome to see is a sheriff. Typically, they don't know it's happening. So by sure. the time they learn that this happened in their county, the feds yeah. have already come in and done what they're going to do. But if they can get tipped that this is going to happen, yeah. what every good constitutional sheriff should do is show up at the house that the feds are getting ready to raid. Mm-hmm. And then the moment the feds get there, say, if you don't exit this premises, we're going to we're going to arrest you. Yeah. Yes. And then there's, and they can do it. I mean, the sheriff has every authority to be able to do that. He can trump that type of uh, abuse by, by federal mm-hmm. um, bureaucrats and by the, by the federal police state. And so he, he is, he is the strongest constitutional authority in every County is the sheriff. The president could come into town. And if the sheriff wanted to arrest the president, he actually has the constitutional authority to do so. If he, if he believed the, the president was, was doing things that were unconstitutional against the people of his County. Now, would that ever happen? I don't. I, I doubt that would we'd ever see that. But, but you know, that's the, that's where the sheriff's authority lies. That is absolutely that. what our founders 
believed and that's what they wrote it out to be in the constitution. I think a lot of people, when it comes to like intimidation from, from government, mm. I think everybody right now is, is quite alarmed with 87,000 new IRS agents mm -hmm. because before they'll, they'll, they'll come in and roll through your house. I think they're going to send you an audit letter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Through, through so, the mail. And so, I mean, again, this is to your point. If we had great state leaders, yes. you, you could have your treasurer, you could yes. have your secretary of state, you could have your governor say, yep. if anyone gets an audit from this new IRS, send it to the state. We're going to set up a, uh, we're going to set mm -hmm. up a, a bureau in the state level. That's going to either help you fight it, or we're going to look to see if it's actually a, yep. A, uh, an abuse of, yeah, an abuse of power. And if it is, you won't have to do anything. We'll fight it for you. It's the future. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, that future. right there yeah. would be exceptional if that could yeah. be done. Because yeah. I think a lot of people are going to get quiet as as time goes on. Yeah. Because they're they going to go after they, the money. They are, they are concerned about staying off the radar yeah. of, you know, and uh, that's of, the point. Uh, of, of yeah. rogue Mm -hmm. you know, national officials, yeah, three, 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 weaponized, yeah. weaponized people yeah. going after you because you, you, yeah. you, uh, identify as a conservative. And if you think we're conspiracy theorists, it happened in under the Obama administration under Lois Lerner, when mm. she was the head of the IRS, Absolutely. she went after conservative tea party groups all over the country. <laughs> and, and that, and you know, this is what I was meeting with one of Todd Young's, uh, guys the other day. And, um, I, you know, I, I told him I was, I was honest. I said, you know, I, Todd's lost a lot of favor with conservatives. I said, but if he wants to win it back i said i'll tell you the silver bullet right now because he's dropped the ball on spending he's mm -hmm. dropped the ball on protecting the second amendment yep. so ukraine. and every, everybody knows that yeah ukraine Jeez. i said but if he wants to win that that favor back from conservatives with one like foul swoop <laughs> if he gets the power and the authority back in the senate and he goes after these three-letter mm -hmm. agencies with a vengeance yep. and he starts having heads roll yep. at the highest level of the fbi the doj the cia the irs 100 I mean, conservatives will yep. get behind him again so fast. We will we will forgive the sins of the past. And I said that's the key. If he really cares about conservative support, if he does that, and we and we see that he is the attack dog that we're looking for to go after these weaponized bureaus, then uh, boy, that would be How right. That would be right there. Yeah. And I actually think, to your point, I think of all the problems and challenges we have in our country, that's the number one weaponizing the administrative state against the people. Yeah, that's right. And that's what's happening right now. Yeah, people are like, right. oh, come on, Paul. Hey, here's no, no, my no. thing. The last, I, I'm, I, I need some more conspiracy theories because all the ones I've believed over the last two and a half years have, <laughs> have come true. Right. Exactly. Right? So don't call me a conspiracy theorist <laughs> yeah. until I get yeah. one of these wrong. Yeah, and exactly. this, I'm not wrong on this. That's the one, that's the one thing the American people should be most concerned about, about everything going on yeah. is the weaponization of the administrative state toward the people. That's yeah. exactly. Right. Without yeah. a doubt. You know, the tough thing about being a conservative is just how many times you have to go, I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. I told you that was yeah. going to happen. It stinks. I, I, you remember when we, 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 we sounded the alarm on that and you didn't listen? <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> it does feel kind of good. I, I'll, I'll be honest with it, you. It actually, it's yeah. sad. It is it's, sad. It's, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, but, but you know, that's really what conservatism looks, looks at and it goes, the the wickedness of the human heart will always try to take power unto itself. Yeah. And in the end, it will abuse you. Yeah. Well, and I want to take that one step further. You just reminded me of that, Nathan. The this whole idea of, hey, that's not who we are, guys. You know, we're we're limited government. We're we want to just live and let live. Hey, the, in my view, that paradigm completely was blown up the last two and a half years. Yeah, so absolutely. the yeah. old conservative would say, "Hey, we, do we really want to dismantle the FBI? Do we really want to? Yeah. Do we really want to do that's not really who we are. We don't want to retaliate." I mean, was it Bill Barr who said, "We don't want to do this tit for tat thing"? The the new right, the new conservatives should they. Yeah. That's the only way we're going to stop this you know, when, march toward tyranny is is fighting back in some really meaningful ways. You know, when Mike Pence came out after uh, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago and he said that, you know, we're we're Republicans, we defend law enforcement and the calls to defund the FBI are just as egregious yeah. as the calls to defund local police. I adamantly disagree with that 100%. Mm -hmm. And this is where the Mike Pence's of the world get it wrong. They think that Washington 
governance is the same as local and state governance. They think it's all, right. it's all equal. It's all yeah. equal level. It's not local right. and state are higher authority than Washington ever is in our life. That's always what our founders uh, designed it to be that way. And for him to come out and, and say, no, we need to de- defend the FBI. It's like, no, no, no. Show me in the constitution where a police state agency like the FBI was given to Washington to create and to manage and to maintain and to grow and then to use against its own people. Yeah. There's nowhere in the, if anything, the constitution says the exact opposite, opposite. of if that. If I remember opposite. correctly, Benjamin Franklin was, he, they, they were, they were arguing over whether to have mail service. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like there, it's not it, the, is it, is it wash? Is it the federal government's job to do this? And he played such a major part in making Philadelphia the great city that it was. I mean, yeah. that was one of the greatest cities in the world yeah. at yeah. that time. That's right. yeah. But everything was was done through local. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was through volunteers. It yeah. was through people wanting to make their city better and coming up with ideas. It was, it was of, all close to home. And one of the greatest things on law enforcement, but that Ben Franklin ever said, in my opinion, was that he'd rather see a hundred guilty go free than one innocent condemned. Mm-hmm. And now you have the FBI. <laughs> Uh, with the government yeah. that Ben Ben Franklin helped to craft and create is going after the innocent looking for the crime right. after they already after they already have them in custody. So it's like defend your innocence. We're going to hold you and yeah. we're going to arrest you. We're going to throw you in jail and then you get to prove your innocence. And that's never what it was intended to be. It was always mm-hmm. no you have the burden of proof government to to make sure that everything that you're saying is more than factual it's it has to have a higher burden than than those in a hundred yeah there will be some guilty that go free but that is worth it so that we never get to this police tyrannical state that we're seeing right now and we're seeing it right now and we need a new right yeah to your point that comes in and says hey the, the, the rules have changed. If these are the rules, then we're going to play by these new rules, yeah, yeah. right, to yeah. get our country back. Tucker Carlson, uh, this past week, he did this thing about about that speech that Biden made, you know, the, the one Emperor where Palpa- like the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he said, listen to what's being said. This is not, oh, we disagree on policy. This is a one side is an enemy of the state that must mm-hmm. be destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What they're longing for is one party rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they are, you know, when you are labeling 74 million Americans mm-hmm. as being enemies of the states and the great, the, you know, the greatest fundamental uh, mm-hmm. uh, what threat to, to our democracy, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. They are, they're playing for keeps. Right. And they're playing to destroy the other side so they'll never win another national election. And if you don't wake up and smell the roses mm-hmm. and, and say, okay, just exactly what you said, if these are the rules, mm-hmm. right, then you have to realize if you don't engage in this, right, you are not going to ever have the chance to be free again. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing that often comes up, and and I deal with it too. You know, they they uh, the uh, a side of the argument that has no values. They've made it a a mastery skill to use your values against you. Yeah. So that's where they always come up. Well, what would Jesus really do that? Would Jesus really want you doing that? They don't care about Jesus. Yeah, know. They know you do. Yeah. So they use they use your beliefs against you, your values but against you. That's what you, I I love right? doing that to them. Yes. And what a primary example is when I was down at IU at, in that class, one guy said on the abortion topic, he said, "Hey, but guys like us, like men shouldn't have a have a right to have an opinion on this because it's not a man's issue, it's a woman's issue." And I just looked at him and said, "Okay, well, I identify as a woman." Yeah, <laughs> and, and he was and like, "Now I have, now I now, have a say." And now I have a say. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> and the whole class kind of looked at me like oh, they didn't man. know what Short they circuit. didn't know what to say because if they say you can't do that, you can't identify as a mm-hmm. woman. Well, now you've totally undercut the whole transgender movement, mm-hmm. and I and anyone gets to identify as whatever they want to identify right. as. So you're 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 you now I've got you right. <laughs> and then if you give me the right to be a woman, right. now you've given me the moral authority to actually speak oh. on behalf of all women like myself you, everywhere. You short circuited. <laughs> the, the hive mind doesn't have an answer for that. Yeah, but but I, but yeah. to your point, Paul, I love understanding their rules. 
yeah. and then using their yeah. rules against them. It's it's, it's, it's brilliant because yeah. it's so easy to undermine a leftist uh, worldview and, mm-hmm. and because there, there are so many holes in it. It's it has not more, founded on anything. It's not founded. It's, right. on, it's shifting every day. Yeah. It's shifting on the, on oh, the, perfect. the, and people, the sand. You know, people yeah. say that that's not, you know, oh, we as Christians, we shouldn't do this. Jesus did that. Yeah. He does it to the Sadducees mm. who don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. They don't believe in the prophets. They only they only buy the first five books of the Bible, and they bring this this question to Jesus about you know this this uh, this woman who's married to this man who has all these brothers and he dies and then it, mm-hmm. and and the lever marriage thing she goes to the next one and the next one and the next one. But whose wife is she in the resurrection? Well, they don't believe in the resurrection. And Jesus comes back and he quotes something from the first five books of the Bible. What they do hold is authority. Mm. And he says, surely does he not call himself the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Therefore, the resurrection must be true. Mm. And that that clearly, and he, and, he, and he says this one thing to them, which I love. He says, we understand what you do not understand. Mm. That is Jesus saying, mm. you are ignorant. Yep. And I'm going to explain to you what you don't get. Yeah, Because you don't buy the resurrection. You don't buy the authority of scripture. I'll use your own scripture against you. Yeah. And I will prove to you, you're messed up. So guys, when we talk about critical thinking, yeah. Jesus is the master, the master of critical thinking. Oh, man. Paul the apostle was an expert in argument. Mm-hmm. And and we have to be sharper with our argument to do exactly what you did with those students because you're right. They're not thinking because they live in groupthink, which is exactly 1984, you know, yeah. it's exactly Brave New World. And and nobody's challenging them and yeah. they never hear anything else. You get a person around truth for a period of time. Rush Limbaugh used to say this, uh, Rush Limbaugh used to say this all the time. People would tune into him to hate his guts Mm-hmm. and listen to him for six weeks and end up becoming a conservative. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Rush. I miss I, Rush. I, I do too, yeah. but wow. we can't forget his principles. Yeah, and, he, and one of the things he great. taught us is he said, stay on the attack. Yeah. You know, constantly yes. take it to him. And yes. he said, and number two, mock them. Yeah. Mock them, mock them, mock them, because stupidity cannot stand to be mocked. Yeah. But you yeah. know what's interesting about that? You even, <laughs> there's a, there's people in the church too. They'll say, "Well, that's so mean, and that's so that's so bullying. That's like that's just you. You got to be nice to everyone." I'm like, I'm, and I, a lot of times it's women in the church, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the the soccer mom, suburban mom, yep. who calls himself a Christian, goes to church, and and just as you know, maybe a Christian, but like they've they've bought into this like everyone can just get along, right? They're trying to run the yep. world like they run their home, right? You know, and so they uh, and so they'll say that they'll say, "Well, that's just not nice to mock somebody." I'm yeah. saying it's better to be mocked in this life and to come to your senses than to be thrown into the pit of hell because you were it. stupid enough to stay on the course and nobody ever had the guts to tell you to get off the path that you're walking down because yeah. it's going to lead to ultimate destruction. Yeah, but I thank God that I think I see, I think I see especially women that that are that they're mothers in Israel. And they are waking up to the Oh, the lionesses. Yeah, totally. The lionesses are, man, I I just got back from a safari in Africa. I was over in Africa doing some mission stuff. And we got a couple days and we got to go do Spartan. Yeah, cool. You see the the ones that do all the work. It's the lionesses. Mm -hmm. I watched this lion and she had just, just had this kill. And she had to go back and get all of the cubs of the pride. And we're in the road. And I'm watching her. She's got blood all over her mouth and chest. And she's walking back and we couldn't distract her. She was totally on a mission. Go get mm. those kids and take care of those kids. Mm-hmm. And she got them and she walked back. And I, I, I'll never forget that picture because uh, I, it's really a lot of the ladies that they are tired of the stupidity that they are seeing because it's going to affect their kids. And now they're fighting mad. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thanking God. Yeah, that's right. Well, the school out. boards, we see that oh, in man. Hamilton County. It's, yeah. I mean, honestly, Paul, you and I are sort of the <laughs> exception, not the rule, because you go to these like these Moms for Liberty events mm-hmm. or these school boards, and it, the, the fighters, the, the, the ones standing up for the kids, yeah. are women. It's the moms. 
moms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. they're, and let's your point, they are fighting mad. I'm like, I don't yeah, want, yeah. I'm not going to mess with her. You guys. <laughs> um, it, it's it there's no doubt and and um and that's why we're going to take the school board back yeah. i mean there's no doubt yeah. because there's there's just so much momentum around saying hey we've got to get back to academics our kids are not prepared academically yeah like they need to be and and this whole talk of inclusivity which is actually the opposite of that and diversity totally, which exactly. is the opposite of that all these all these words are in this focus areas are just distractions away yep. from academics and we've seen that and so we're going to get an academically focused uh budget focused school board at hamilton Good. hamilton southeastern. Uh, southeastern thank you and we're gonna we're gonna and, and that's that's where we're gonna hopefully start. that spreads to noblesville westfield carmel yeah but people yeah. are awake yeah. is your point yeah, and so I, you asked a question i want to make sure i cover it the school board if you're yeah. listening in the fishers areas there's four school there's four districts that you can vote on well everybody votes on one district depends on what your district and you can go to fishers1.org or friendsoffishers.com and you can meet our meet the candidates and then from there you can actually click through to a very detailed map and you can actually find your street and your house and then you figure out what district you're in but give, give the website one more time yeah it's fishers1.org fishers1 as in spelled out one uh, o-n-e so fishers1.org or friendsoffishers.com those are both two sites that are connected to what we're trying to do in Fishers. And you can meet our candidates there. It's, it's super simple, but it's uh, Tiffany Pascal is yep. running in District 1. Dr. Juanita Albright is uh, running in District 2. Don Lang running in District 3. And Ben Orr running in District 4. Sweet. And um, they've, they've, all, they've gone through candidate school. They've gone through... Uh, uh, school board budget school i mean yeah. they're going through their paces so i think most of them i think mo almost i think all of them actually have been at events that we've held at life church for school board engagements yes, and absolutely. parent parent involvement especially tiffany tiffany's been real active she helped bring in mark small last year oh that's right and, yeah um, yeah yeah so. so they and they they've all got great stories mm -hmm. and if you want to meet them they're very accessible and and um they're out in the community all the time so if you're in that fisher's area and consider you cool uh, encourage you to go find them talk to them and, that, and that's the beauty of all politics being local right you can is, is get that you gotta be able to get to them when they yeah. pull a liz cheney and they spend more time in washington than they spend in their own district and you can't hold them accountable yeah that's that's where stuff goes awry these you know we we have to have access to people and if they're not responsive that that's not something someone that we want. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's exactly right. And one more thing before I forget. So in case people are listening, like, well, hey, I would do all that stuff if I had all the time in the world. I'd write a book. I'd, I'd you know, support a, a local community organization. It wasn't until about six weeks ago that I also had a full-time job. <laughs> and so it's just a matter of what you prioritize. Yeah. And so I did lose my job about six weeks ago. And, um, you know, it, it's all, that's part of life. I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening that that's happened to them before, even mm -hmm. recently. It's the first time it happened to me, but you know, what's, what was interesting is because of, I, to your point, Nathan, I took some of those steps. You helped me, Micah, and take some of these steps in getting involved. I started writing a book. I started getting involved. Mm -hmm. While well, I lose my job, I got a little bit of time, thankfully, to figure out what's next. I'm not, I, I don't have a lot of pressure there, but now I can really invest a lot of my time in some of these things that I've already kind of have going on. So even if you have a job, uh, my encouragement is, you know, the world is changing in some um, not so good ways. And it's, we really need people to step out and, and raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm going to help. I don't know how, but I'm going to help. And that's where I was. I don't sometimes, know how I'm going to help. Sometimes things go beyond job and they go into another word that we like to use in the church and it's calling. You know, yeah. there's your, your calling as a mom or a dad. It, it's not, it's not just a job you do. Yeah. I mean, you, you Great. live, live for these kids. Yeah. You, you will give everything that you ever earned in your life to them, mm -hmm. but you can't wait till later thinking that's the legacy right now. You got to protect them right now. This right is now. your calling yes. as fathers and mothers. You know, we, we say that, you know, uh, here at Life Church, uh, mothers and fathers in Israel, it means that you understand what's at stake. You understand what we believe and you're standing up to defend it 
when when the time comes. Well, the time is now. I love it. So good. Well, and you know, as we wrap up here, this uh, this book, going back to the book, you know, it's it's about warriors. It's about mm-hmm. warrior angels. It's about God equipping warriors uh, in heaven and in earth. Mm-hmm. And so, be a warrior if you're listening to this. Uh, time is short, and um, you yes. know whether God comes back to. Uh, tomorrow or whether uh you know whether you hit get fall off a cliff and you know die in a couple weeks or whatnot like you know like say, <laughs> some point in yeah, the next hundred years coming. you're going to be standing before the lord mm. most likely and so that's uh you know don't don't look back and say gosh i wish i would have done it way differently i wish i would have been a warrior i wish i left so many chips on the table i should have just like I, I i what was i doing what was yeah. i thinking you know i, I think i think in it's truth great. though we're all going to get to heaven and be hit with that reality yeah. about what we did leave yeah. behind, you know, what yeah. we left behind that remained and what we built that was burned up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great way for us as, as Christians to live driven by eternity. You know, you're going to have to stand before the father. This isn't an issue of politics. It's an issue of stewardship. Mm. You've been given a nation that nation is the greatest gospel sending nation in the history of the world. Yeah. It's what is freedom of religion for? Mm. What is all the, the the freedom of speech, the freedom of thinking, the freedom of assembly, right? It's it is about what what is going to remain. It's really about trying to bring the kingdom of God to you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a religious mandate. For us as Christians, that we are supposed to make earth look like what heaven would look like while we're here. Do I think that the Lord's coming and it's all going to burn? Yes. But in the meantime, I'm raising kids in this world. Yeah. You know? And hopefully... Oh, cue the epic music. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I love Uh, it. Yeah. Guys, we we got a big calling out there. We need to step up to our calling. Thanks, absolutely. Paul, for hey, Paul, doing what you're doing, man, it's inspirational. We're, I'm honored. Hey, where can people get the book? Yeah, well, you can find it on Amazon, and you can uh, find it on Barnes and Noble. You can also, if you want a personalized signed copy from me, you can go to paulhevesy.com, paulhevesy.com, and you can click through and get a personalized copy from me. Sweet, that's awesome. All right, man. Thanks, well, dude, thanks so much for being in here. This has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. It's a different tune. Where we talk about all those things culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. Hey, we didn't tell people to like or subscribe. That's because we're really bad at self-promotion, I know. But like or subscribe. Tell your uh, liberal aunt to listen because you might strike up some good conversation. Share us around. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Be warriors for the kingdom. Peace. Peace.